Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor and professional wrestling fan. How are you doing out there? Hopefully, you're off to a good start this week. I am so excited. We're going to be talking a lot about football. You know why? Because it's football week, baby. Week one, right in the horizon. We are all fired up. Got our fantasy teams locked and loaded. Got probably a pulse on what we want our DFS lineups to look like. And you know, we're talking about sports cards. All roads lead to week one. And I have seen so much activity over the co- course of the last year on football cards. And I'm really excited to see how things shake out once the season kicks off. I'm at my last dance right now as I record this. This is the last dance before I am at home for a long time as being a new dad. This is my last trip. I'm in Chicago as I record this, and I have been just immersed in professional wrestling debauchery. It has been full go, nonstop, since the moment I arrived in Chicago, and it has been quite incredible. I am hanging out with my best friend in the world, and we're going to every show we possibly can. And as I record this, on the heels of AEW All Out. It's going to be a big show. CM Punk is back. There's a lot of buzz around here, and I am fired up. Give you a quick rundown. Did Dynamite on Wednesday night. Did Rampage on Friday night. On Saturday, we jumped in. We did the GCW thing. Saw John Moxley appear and take the title away from Matt Cardona. There's a wacky war games match with a lot of light tubes and a lot of crazy stuff going on. And now I'm here and I'm recording this. And this is the main event of the weekend. It is all out. People are fired up. I'm fired up. I'm so excited for this trip and for this opportunity to be a kid again. And I think we should all be thinking about ways, whether it's through other passions or sports cards, where you can remind yourself of why you're here. And, and how you can be a kid again. But this week, this week is football week. And I can't wait on Sunday, week one, taking the stroll from my house to Lucas Oil Stadium. It's going to be a nice stroll. I love it. These are, this is why I'm a fan. I can't wait to leave the house in the Colts jersey, the Colts gear on with the buddies, walk about a mile into Lucas Oil Stadium with so much optimism, and that's what we all have. We're all optimists at this point, hoping, praying that my team can get a win week one in a battle against the Seattle Seahawks. It's got to be a tough one. Colts aren't great at the start of the year. The track record shows it. For whatever reason, once Manning left, we've just been the ultimate kings at just slow starts. Losing week one. You know the drill, and it always puts you in a little bit of a hole, and they somehow always find a way to dig themselves out a little bit. But I don't want that. I want to win. I want to win week one, and I know everyone out there in your team, 
wants a win too. But I think it's so exciting. It feels like we were just talking about the Mahomes-Brady Super Bowl. I was just talking with friends about how it just feels like yesterday that Phillip Rivers was our quarterback. But we have a fresh start, and let's do this. I think there's a lot that we have to be excited about as both collectors and fans of football. I don't know about you, but for me, Sunday is very special. We have a certain allegiance to our team. It's through this thick and thin, through thick and thin, through good and bad. We are always going to be fans of our squad. And I think there's no time for fair weather fans in football. This is the reason why I love it. NBA, love NBA. You all know this. Big NBA guy. It's a player-driven league. There's so many people that are fans of players, and they pick players over teams. And I like football because football is about your squad. It is about your team. It is about the city that represents you. And I think that's so exciting. And I think that's why there's so much passion around professional football. And I'm not saying there's not passion around other sports, but I think football, it's a little bit different. It's just, it's, it's your city. It's a part of you. And I know everyone out there listening right there can relate. I was doing a little bit of digging around on the data side, checking out Card Ladder, and I was looking, I was saying, you know, it felt like at the time the Brady and Mahomes Super Bowl was the best possible scenario in case for sports cards. And I think that has played itself out. I've had this drumbeat of football and football cards, and it seems like it has not gotten stale over the course of the last six to 10 months or six to eight months. And it seems like there's a lot of other people that have been feeling that. And it's just a good cycle. It's a good cycle for football. It's a good cycle for football cards. I'm seeing other people who this time last year might not have been involved are now involved. People are excited. And so I was doing some digging on card ladder and looking at some player indexes and just trying to get a gauge and uh, on on players that we like to talk about and how they're performing over the you know the course of the last you know month, the last quarter. Take Tom Brady, the guy, the guy who really is the most important participant or athlete who has football cards. Um, and I think we all have these in our in other sports have these goats or guys who really make the market move and shape it and you know when I got back into the hobby and I was learning about cards and you know learning about the Michael Jordan market even though I didn't collect Jordan cards and then in turn learning about LeBron's you know you turn over to football cards and really it's all about Tom Brady and the Tom Brady cards and you know card ladder and their card their index has 214 Tom Brady cards the, the his index his player index is up 50% over the last month 46% over the last last quarter and this is like hockey stick growth type stuff it's nuts so even i've had a lot of brady collectors on and i've i'm in a lot of conversation with brady collectors and again a lot of people are saying it's still undervalued for whatever that means i think when when you look at football cards, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, obviously I'm a Peyton Manning collector and think that it's a pretty safe investment in Manning. Well, it's an even safer investment with Tom Brady and his cards. They're like Teflon. And, you know, there's if you listen to the episodes of the, over the last few, a lot of Brady conversation has gone up um, and there's just gone on and there's just not a lot of uh, of. Brady rookie cards, and then there was the gap year, and then 2002, and then he started winning all these Super Bowls. So 
I think he is he is a player that whether you collect him or not, if you're into football cards, you gotta look at Tom Brady's market. Mahomes, on the other hand, 205 cards, 8% increase over the past month, 25% over the last quarter. A guy that everyone's been talking about, Josh Allen, he's got 44 cards in card ladder, 13% over the last month, and 29% over the last quarter. So these guys are the top quarterbacks, or three of the top quarterbacks in the league. They have a lot of collectability. They have a lot of interest, and their cards are continuing to go up. Now, this is the time where it seems like, okay, cards are at its peak, or this time it was last year, and then once guys started to get on the field, prices started to go down. I think that's probably going to happen, and I don't want to speculate on the market or what I think or what I don't, but I think you did see guys like last year who overperformed, like Josh Allen, who's can just has continued to go up and then he made the playoff. So I think, you know, there, there, this is going to happen. Some guys are going to fall back or underperforming and their prices are going to go down. But these, you know, Mahomes for sure, Brady for sure. And Josh Allen is beginning to enter this territory. It's intri- It's whether you collect them or not, you should be paying attention to these collectible quarterbacks right now and how their market is performing. And it can help guide you and, help you make decisions as you're moving forward. Always there's going to be guys going out there and throwing four touchdowns, willing their team to win, and you might not have been thinking about them, but then their prices go up. Well, maybe that's not the time to buy. So it's always just to be good, mindful of the data. I'm trying to be mindful of the data and just looking at football and people that or the amount of cash that's being pushed into football once the season starts. I was looking at a report from 2019 Dallas Fantasy Sports billion in 2019 was put into fantasy football. Legal sports betting says there's about $100 billion each year on licensed sports sports books betting on NFL action. We all love the upside when we select our fantasy teams. We all love making those parlay bets each week on NFL Sunday. It's this go big or go home mentality that we all have. This mentality seems to have made its way into football cards in a bigger way than ever before. I'm talking about players that haven't done anything yet in winning time. And I'm saying this not as a negative, but I'm saying this as a precaution. Put all that money in fantasy football. How many people are winning in your league each year? One. Put all that money in sports betting. What percentage of those people are are winning each NFL Sunday? I don't know, but it's probably not as much as those losing. And so I think right now we have this fascination, and certainly I've I've been guilty of this in the past, where it's you've got these exciting young players with a ton of upside, and you got to think about well, what are the benchmarks? What are the things that these players have to do to make their cards increase um, from the twelve hundred a thousand to twelve hundred dollars that I just spent on it? Those are the types of questions that I like to ask myself. And I'm thinking about just young players and exciting players and going into this season and I think like Kyler Murray's incredible I'm a big fan you know that Um, but a lot of people are blinded by the excitement of Kyler Murray and willing to pay prices on premium of like that he's already been the MVP or he's already won several playoff games well he hasn't Baker Mayfield was in this position last year and it was kind of a boomer bust type scenario and he prevailed Um, I think there's a fascination with players like Justin Herbert and his ability to be the next big thing People are dumping money into Tua with speculation looming that he might not be the quarterback. 
Hell, even me, I'm guilty of it with Carson Wentz. I I know his ability and how great he can be. And of course, we all saw the season he had last year and how bad it was. But I'm spending money on Carson Wentz because he's my quarterback and I believe in the system he's in. I'm not complaining about any of this. I actually love it. I think speculation is what makes the hobby great. This all makes the industry and the market go around. I think I, I look back on when I got back in the hobby and 2019 and and I, there was about 20 guys people who people were buying that hadn't done anything from a rookie class this year it's similar in a way where in 2021 there's about 20 quarterbacks people are highly focused on i think it's cool to make a gamble but make sure you always mitigate your risk the best way to mitigate your risk is making sure that if the guys don't pan out you are cool with having them in your collection. We don't draft guys on our fantasy teams we don't like. So if you're investing, make sure that the quarterback that you land on is one you don't mind having in your collection for a while. Not every quarterback is going to win the Super Bowl. And I don't think that should be the expectation. I think a lot of people say that and they're like, oh, well, is he going to actually win the Super Bowl this year? Is he not? I don't think they have to, you need to buy a player thinking that they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I think progress and I think playoff wins and performance really, really matters. And you can study this by just looking at the Baker Mayfield market and his playoff wins last year, where his cards were and where, where they are now. And, and Josh Allen is another really, really good case study. So if you're, if you're buying players and you want to collect, if you want to invest a little bit, don't just look at the player and get blinded by it. Look at the situation and look at the team. Football is more of a team sport than probably any other sport. So those are just some tips, things that I've learned from around the way. But we, what I, I say all this because it's not, I don't want people to have fun and I don't want people to speculate. Hell, I'm speculating every damn day with each Carson Winch purchase I make. But always make sure you mitigate your risk, and it's always good to diversify what you've got going on. Speaking of collecting someone who wins in the playoffs, I've got my man, TB12.SportsCards. Kevin is on the show this week to talk about his Brady cards and collection. I figured this is a guy who is super passionate, who I have good interactions with. We need a good football guy as we go in to the week one of the NFL season, so why not? Bring on Kevin to talk about Tom Brady, talk about football collecting, and learn a lot from him. Excited about that Chris Costa episode. I got a lot of really good feedback on that. Um, I think he's a really smart and talented guy. I'm rooting for him. I can't wait to see what he does with his business. I want to give a shout out to my man, Jeremy Lee. Just announced a new show, Collectible Live with Jeremy Lee. I love to see that type of stuff happening. Partnerships between brands and content creators. This is something that I would anticipate and expect more to happen over the next, you know, three to six to to nine to twelve months. Um, I think content creators spend a lot of time informing, spend a lot of time researching, facilitating conversations, and these are the things that brands like Collectible are looking at right now and find value in. And it's audience extension. It is the ability to partner with someone who's already built and earned trust with a specific audience. If you're a brand that reflects really good on you, I think that's a really smart move by Jeremy, who's a great dude and collectible, who's an, who's a company that understands how to level up, understands how to build brand and their help getting 
that done and getting helped out by a guy who I really like, who's got a ton of passion, and that's Jeremy Lee. So Jeremy, if you're listening to this, congratulations, man. I'm pumped for you, and I will be tuning in. Back to the Brady side, man. I've been so impressed and excited by the relationships I've built for Brady collectors, and this is from Brady collectors, and this has been an absolute joy and a revelation for me. Um, you know, being a Manning fan and being a Colts fan, I've thought for so long, you know, nothing good can come from these New England people and I can't learn anything, but I was wrong. I think I've I've had so much fun, um, you know, over the last few weeks hosting several, right? Uh, you, you listen to uh, Joey, the E-Trader, Chris and Costa, and then now you, you got Kevin coming up on this episode, the captain. These are all Brady guys, right? And so like, I, it's been very intentional that I've tried to surround myself with Tom Brady guys so I can learn from them in the market and it really helps in all different areas. So I say this by saying whatever, wherever you collect and whatever a- avenues you're in, kind of think outside the box because there's people there who've been there and done that and can lend some great perspective. I want to close this conversation out. Um, by talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And I think it is a topic that matters. Um, And it is something that I'm kind of attaching my livelihood to. It is uh, the big um, component in the business that I'm currently working on, but it has to do with curation. And I want to talk a little bit about curation and why it matters. So curation is the centerpiece of the product I'm working on. It's the centerpiece of the go-to-market strategy that I'm executing on the B2B space. It's kind of what I do here on Stacking Slabs. Have a show, bring others on who work at brands to talk about their process. This is what I'm doing in the content marketing space. It's not me up there telling everyone what I think, what, what they should do, how to do it. I'm using our platform to bring on industry experts, build and develop relationships, use my show to allow them to share their voice. I view my role much like a Jimmy Fallon, but I'm not as funny, where it's my job is to make the guests shine. And if I'm making the guests shine, then on the other side, it'll make my brand shine. I think sharing their stuff, making sure everyone sees it, whether that's through social promotion, through sharing in their stories, through retweets. Um, And I think about this experience on the content curation side and the product that I'm working on. I just think about the opportunity and what's possible with the hobby. There's a, there's an article out there when I started my new gig um, that my CEO sent me. It's by a, a girl named Gabby Goldberg. And it says curators are the new creators, the business model of good taste. This is an article that I can link to put it in the show notes. Um, if, if it, or you can just Google it. Curators are the new creators right now. We are in the golden age of new media. This is across the board. If you want to focus in on the hobby, you know what I'm talking about. There are people using Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Discord, you name it, to share, publish, and create content for people, for their audience. Everyone is, if you've got a smartphone in your hand, you have the opportunity to be, the, uh, be a creator, and most people are doing that. You might not view yourself as a content creator, but if you're someone who takes pictures of your cards, posts them on Instagram, and tells the world why you bought a card and why you love it, hey, guess what? You're a content creator. Um, 
and we we just as a society are on content overload okay and i say this because i think there should be content but i think we're on content overload someone posts something and then it's gone and only a percentage of people see it and someone else posts something and it's just this cycle and i think a role that is emerging and a responsibility is emerging for you me and someone else to stand out and help people find the right content by being a curator. We all can have a curator's mindset, and I think it's great for the hobby, and in turn, it'll be great for building your brand. Finding content for your audience that you think is great and sharing it to your audience is what I'm talking about. It is a great opportunity to get exposure, give exposure to somebody else who's creating stuff that resonates with you the likelihood that that content will resonate with the rest of your audience and they might not even know it exists. I think we need to be curators in the hobby. And when I'm talking about curating, it can be something as simple as reposting someone's work or someone's content in your stories. I think as the hobby continues to expand, there continues to be more and more content that is forever meant to be for everyone or meant to be for specific segments. I talk a lot about stacking slabs being the hobby content alternative. It's because when I create this show and the way I talk and what it's about, it's really not for everyone. It's for the passionate collector who is looking to learn from other collectors. And my role in the process is to help facilitate that and make that happen. I think if we all can think more like curators and think that when you post or share something, it's not necessarily to make you look good, but it's, it's more to give back and share with the hobby. The more we can have that mindset, I think the more this hobby will grow because I think it'll help educate, build, and develop relationships. So much content is being produced, some good, some bad. If we all have these pockets with our pages and with our accounts, Begin to tell people in your network what's resonating with you and who you're learning from. I'm trying to do that. I, that's what the whole point of Stacking Slabs is, but I've even tried to turn it up a little bit recently. I'm asking people in my stories who are great 90s basketball collectors, who are great football collectors. People give me that information and then I repost it so the whole world or at least my audience can go follow these people. I think that's good operating. I think that's good brand building, trying to help people out. We can all use our platforms to share the right content. And I think the more we all use our, use our content or use our platforms to specialize, I believe the more the hobby is going to grow. This time right now is a time for opportunity. It is a time to let your passion out. It is a time to help. It is a time to educate. I think the next six to 12 months in the hobby are going to be some of the most exciting times that we've, we've seen. There's going to be a lot of uncertainty. There's going to be a lot of change. And there's going to be a lot of people adapting to the times. And I think the easiest way for all of us to grow and the easiest is for all of us to learn. And the best way for all of us to learn is to use our platforms to share content, not necessarily just about us, 
but about the people who we are interacting with and who are around us on a day-to-day basis who other people don't know about. That's what I'm about. I'm so invested in this mindset. I'm so invested in this um, this uh, approach that I'm in spending a majority of my time working on a business around it. And you know me, I like to think, take things that I'm seeing on my professional side and I like to inject those into what, what I see or what I'm doing in the hobby. Does it all add up? Does it all make sense? No, but for God's sakes, like I think there's, there's an opportunity and a lot of my time and energy is focused around building brand and building brand isn't telling everybody how great you are or how great your cards are and look at me and look at this. Building brand is sharing, it's helping, it's educating. And there's so much opportunity and there's such a need for that in the hobby that now things are happening like what's happening with Collectible and Jeremy Lee where platforms, brands, and companies are looking for people to help extend the entertainment, help extend the education and help grow. And so those are the types of things that I'm seeing right now in the hobby that I really, really like. And I think there's so much room and more opportunity to grow. Hopefully that gets you thinking a little bit about how you can use your page or platform to share. But the more you think about sharing in the form of educating, and there's so many people that are doing it right now and sharing what your neighbor's working on or sharing what your neighbor's data they're finding. And it's a simple repost. I think those are the types of things we should all be thinking about and doing. Are you excited for football? Are you excited for football cards? I certainly know I am. This is a good time. This is the best time. The fall is coming. There's going to be red zone everywhere. People are going to be fired up. Pay close attention to the trends and what's happening once football gets going. You don't want to be that guy or gal who's buying a card at an all-time high when there's a coin flip if that card will ever go any higher. Chances are, with the way the market works, they might be, it might be going down once they hit the field. Just do yourself a favor. Dig into some resources. Start using tools like Card Ladder. Look at what happened last year, and that can help inform your decisions as you go into this year. I'm fired up. Hopefully, you are to get ready for that conversation with TB12 Sports Cards on Friday. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you, and I'll be back with more Stacking Slabs this week. 